1: Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show.
0: Hello and welcome to New Heights Educational Group Radio Show. My name is Kaden Behan, your host for this radio show and a volunteer for New Heights Education.
1: Educational resources to help reach your goals.
0: So today we have a very special guest, Sadia Ijaz, who's going to be helping us when we're talking about studying tips and concentration tips. So now I'd like to introduce Sadia. Hello, Sadia. How are you doing? I'm really, I'm really well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So do you want to just introduce yourself? I know this is your first time on the show, so let's have the audience get to know you just a little bit. Sure. Um, my name is Claudia Jazz, like Kaden said,
1: and um I am really excited to be here and thanks Kaden for having me. I started volunteering with New Heights Education Group uh almost a year ago and I have been helping Pamela with different tasks and has been and it has been great knowing Pamela
0: and she's really helpful. Awesome. So you wanna tell us what you did your research on for this radio show today? Uh yeah.
1: Um today is topic that I researched on was studying tips for tests or notes, and anyone is more than welcome to uh, use these tips, for, um college students, high school students, or anyone who is
0: um, in the learning. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so why don't you start with uh, some of the different studying tips and aids that you've found in your research. Right. Um... Uh, I think for a
1: successful grade and test for schoolwork, um, preparing before is super important. Uh, Although I definitely recommend not cramming any information the night before, and I do know that from a couple of experiences. Um, A famous person, David Bly, once said, striving for success without hard work is like trying to harvest where you haven't planted. And uh, it's definitely uh, true, um, but here are some tips that will help you study. Um, Number one is flashcards, and um, a lot of people use this strategy because it really helps, and I have definitely used it more a lot of times. And uh, they are mostly mainly used for uh, vocabulary words, and uh, it's a helpful strategy for um, memorizing terms in science, math, or English. Um, Color-coding flashcards also help. Uh, For example, if you are taking a language class, like uh, taking French, um, I do, and uh, most words in the in that language are based on masculine or feminine, and so I would use pink for feminine and blue blue for masculine. Um, you can also make flashcards on your own using paper and uh, cutting them out, or there are sources on the computer that make that make flashcards for you. Some sources that are uh, available online uh, are is a website called Quizlet.com. And I have used this multiple, multiple times and it's really super it's really um easy and it's really fast too. Um you're able to make your own flashcards and or use other flashcards that people have made. Um another software is um Microsoft Word or Excel and many people know this and it's really um common and it's super easy to make flashcards on there. And you can find many other websites for uh making flashcards. Um Another tip for making, uh, for getting good uh, test results or having good notes is, um, especially for tests, is to review the information as you get it. Um, It is best to review information while it is still fresh in your brain. So specifically for me, my teachers usually give me lectures and have us take notes or sometimes read text and take notes. So like when I do get home, I try to go over what I learned that day and understand the parts Um, that I did not understand. Because at the time, when I am taking notes, I usually am just all about getting the notes down and teacher because the teacher is going too fast. So like when I get home, I do try to go over it so then um, I knew exactly what the teacher was talking about. Uh, Another tip is to, uh, I use this tip a lot because it actually helps me um, listening to music. Uh, But in order for that tip to work is that it shouldn't be very loud or um walk type music, it should be quiet and um because uh it is tough. it has been scientifically proven that um, loud music or familiar music causes causes distraction because if it is familiar, you might start humming or singing to it, so it might cause you uh, to go off track um also talking about music, if there is a certain um, system or process that you don't understand usually in science. And you could always go onto YouTube and look up songs about this specific subject. For example, I needed to understand the carbon carbon cycle, and I found a song on it, and it really helped me because I memorized it and understood better. So during the test, if a question came up, I would sing the song in my head. It sounds really funny or silly, but it actually helped. And uh, I have noticed, and probably others have too, that um, memorizing songs are faster than memorizing plain text over and over. Um also uh YouTube videos uh for uh people who are visual learners it helps to go on YouTube and uh find subjects that you find that are difficult for you and you can find people who uh, have posted videos for that subject and you can uh, have more of a help to understand that subject. Um I'm more of a visual learner and I use this strategy a lot and um because I actually need someone to explain it to me verbally or physically. And these days you can find so many ways to help yourself study or understand. So I think you should really take advantage of uh, technically free sources. Uh, Another uh, tip is uh, study groups, which you can form with your friends or even some tutors, Um, because um, when it's with your friends, you kind of engage more and you can with each other, help each other understand a topic, and it really helps, and you're more, um, I guess, engaged. Uh, another tip is uh, I think you should definitely get sleep before a test because um, a lot of people might get this told a lot, uh, but it is, it is very important because when you learn the information, the brain, when you when you are sleeping, takes that information and puts it into your long-term memory. From your short term memory. And it all happens when you are asleep. So it can't happen when you get only probably two hours of sleep because it must be a long process. Um, Some people, I have noticed that some people have, uh, uh, like, take, uh, have, (laughs) they memorize information the night before the test, which they call going an all nighter. Um, And it doesn't help as much as you would if you studied, like, at like the day before, or study it in chunks, like the weeks before. Getting a good sleep is super important. Um, another tip is uh, color coding almost anything. Seriously, color coding helps your brain so much, and it helped me a lot. It helps you to find specific information, and it is super faster and lets you like, and it um, definitely organizes your information. And when you color code, uh, you can understand what you color, each color stands for, and it, it can. I usually I usually um, color code it in pen or highlighters, um, uh, and I use it in when I'm writing notes or different colored notebooks or tabs in a binder. And uh, there are many ways to color code things, and it's really really fun to do because you can personalize it, and you know exactly what each color means, and you know where to look for. Uh, stay organized. Um, many people, it it is hard for them to stay organized, and I can't stress this enough that how, um, important it is to stay organized, and I think it is, like, really important, because, like, once you are organized, you know when everything is due, and you know when when to study, and what to study for, and when you are organizing your notes, you know what to study for, and, um. It is easier to find everything. Um, in order to stay organized, I specifically um, recommend using an agenda or a planner. Um, it's like like a diary, but it's easier and it is um, like it's personalized and it, ha- it is super um, organized in there too. Um, you can write down all due dates or important appointments or assignments, and if you are in any sports, when your upcoming games are. Um, They help manage your time and they give you an overall look of what what you need to get done and what your goals are for the month or the week. So um, those are my mainly used strategies and uh, I'm sure there are many out there and you can always look to find more um, tips. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School. The world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each, or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at Mm svhs.co.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sadia, for those tips. I definitely know a lot of those um, would have been very useful to me. Um, some that I used, some that I did in in, in high school, um, now that I'm graduating, looking back on it, definitely staying mm-hmm. organized is something that I did need to work on a little bit more and probably would have helped me with a lot of my assignments that I lost. Um, mm-hmm. But I just... And especially for the YouTube videos, I found very uh, useful. And one website that I found very useful in particular is Khan Academy. And there they have many different informational videos on different areas of mathematics, science, um, and the humanities. As well as if you have an iTunes account, you can access iTunes U or podcasts on different information that you're interested in Mm -hmm. or have trouble with um, in the normal course at your school. You can always look up a class from a university or just an explanation, um, somebody running a podcast, and find this information, help highlight it a little bit more for you if you're having trouble learning it. Mm-hmm. So additionally, um, what Sadia talked about are mainly tips to help yourself become more organized and to study better and stay concentrated um, in your school work. What I want to talk about is for the parents to help your child, usually in the early stages of learning when they're in primary school or kindergarten to help enforce those good habits uh, of staying organized and help them lay the foundation for being able to concentrate and to perform well in school. So this is just some information on how to help your child to get organized. Getting organized is crucial for your child, says Linda Winburn, a veteran South Carolina middle school teacher who became the state's 2005 Teacher of the Year. And the key is parent involvement. Some tips to help your child get organized is to provide a place to study. It doesn't have to be a desk, says Winburn. A kitchen counter is a great place, especially if mom's in the kitchen cooking. The desk or table surface should be big enough so that your student can spread out papers and books. Make sure essential supplies such as pens, paper, and calculators are close by. Having good lighting in a study chair is also important to have available. Also, help your child develop a system to keep track of important papers. If your child tends to forget to turn in homework or can't quite keep track of how he's doing it in class, it might be help It might help him to get a binder with a folder in the front for completed work ready to be turned in and a folder in the back for papers returned by the teacher. For me, staying organized meant creating a system, any system, and sticking to it, says Gabriella Kipnis, now a student at the University of Pennsylvania. As Saria mentioned before, This particular student says that she had fun color-coding, organizing, and using dividers. The truth is, she said, all that matters was that there was a method and that she stuck with it. Additionally, make sure that your child has and uses a planner, as Sadia said, to keep track of assignments. To help your child get in the habit of writing down each daily assignment is very vital to their ability to organize their work. And also to check off when it's complete will help your child to organize their work as well. Some schools provide these to students and if not you might want to work with your PTA or parent organization to provide planners at your school. Encourage your child to estimate how long each assignment will take. I know that personally from my years in high school um, and just throughout my schooling in general, it took me time to understand how to properly manage my time, to estimate how long it would take me to do an assignment so that I properly prepared for how long it would take and would set aside enough time each night to do this assignment. Your child can then plan a realistic schedule, building in study breaks. Sorry, I have work going on at my house, so hopefully you can bear with me with some of the background noise. Um, He can then plan a realistic schedule, building in study breaks after subjects that are most challenging and allowing for soccer games and band practice or other activities that your child does outside of school. Helping your child keep track of time spent studying rather than staring at a blank page will help them think about how they're using their time. If they're spending too much time on a subject, that might be a signal that they need extra help or tutoring. Help your child break up projects into smaller pieces. A big research project will seem less overwhelming and will be less likely to be left until the last minute if it's done in manageable chunks, each with its own deadline. I know definitely for myself, as I got lazier somewhat of my senior year, I would attempt to do my projects all in one night and would typically involve me getting only three hours of sleep. So it's definitely a good idea to break up big projects or big papers, um, anything that requires a lot of research or work, Um, and effort and planning, uh, it's best to break them up into smaller pieces to better accomplish it on time with uh, the appropriate amount of sleep as Sadia suggested. Also communicate with your child's teachers. If your child is struggling with organizational skills, talk to the school counselor or teachers about what might be causing problems and brainstorm approaches to solve them. Now a common phrase that parents normally ask their child, did you do your homework? Parents need to ask more questions than this one, teacher's advice. How much should you help with homework? You should monitor homework, but remember that it's your child's homework, not yours. You can help by asking questions that help guide your child to his own solutions. Some examples of these questions are as follows. What information do you need to do this assignment? What are you, where are you going to look for this information? Where do you think you should begin in this assignment? What do you need to do next? Can you describe how you're going to solve this problem? How did you solve this problem? What did you try that didn't work? Why does this answer seem right to you? And tell me more about this part of the assignment. When it comes to studying for tests, studying for tests is a skill, and for struggling students, it's often a mystery. Unsuccessful test takers don't know where the questions come from, says Jim Burke, California high school English teacher and the author of a number of books about teaching and learning. The kids who don't succeed tend to think the others are lucky. Parents can help their children manage their time and attention, which means turning off the cell phone, the TV, and the iPod, says Burke. Some tips to remember when helping your child, that reading isn't the same as learning. Reviewing alone is not enough, says Kip the UPenn student, um, as mentioned before, reflecting on what she has learned along the way. Thinking of potential essay questions and outlining them or working out the challenging math problems helps her to learn how to apply the material such so that she didn't blank out when she saw the questions on the test. For the math and sciences, a big problem that she had in particular was that she would spend a lot of time reviewing the concepts but wouldn't learn them because she wasn't practicing and applying the concepts. She was most productive when she created sheets with tons of practice problems and just practiced applying the concept in many different ways. I know that personally in my math and science class I often had issues because in middle school I never really needed to study and then in high school I had to study, but I didn't know how to study um, in subjects that required math or anything other than just memorization. So it took me a lot of time to realize that you do actually need to sit down and practice math problems, not just review the concepts, but actually apply them. Um, You can find many different sources for worksheets online, definitely in the sciences. I know that for my physics course, they have tons of different practice problems having to do with the different concepts that you apply in physics. And basically in any subject, they have these available um, with answer keys that way you can tell if you're doing it right or if your child's doing it right. And I know that it definitely makes a difference rather than just memorizing um, the textbook and just re reapplying the concepts is definitely a key. Additionally, for things that do have to deal with memorization, if your child is not as good at memorizing um, and, not, and doesn't study in that particular way, I know that some of my friends that aren't really as good at as memorizing as I was Um, What they would do, they would find online tests, particularly in biology and chemistry, that have questions that would simulate a test that you would get in the specific topic you're studying for. And so this would help them to better understand the concept and to memorize it a little bit better than just reading the book. Also, people are productive at different times of the day. So it's good to establish whether your child is best um, able to study at night in the morning or in the afternoon um, to help their study habits just when they're most productive. I know for myself that I was definitely a night person once everything was done from school and from homework perspective um, and from a socialist perspective, was usually around nighttime, so that's when I had the least distractions and was able to focus on studying the most. Sometimes, like I talked about before, you do just have to memorize um, he may, you may have used a mnemonic like Roy G. Biv to remember the colors of the rainbow, um, or my very educated mother, just sent us nine pizzas, to remember the correct order of planets back when Pluto was considered the ninth planet. Um, so additionally, as I said before, when you have to memorize and you're not a very good um, at memorization, you can take practice tests and kind of seeing the questions and knowing what answer goes to them helps to memorize concept a little bit more. But also mnemonics, I found, are also very good um, to help you memorize information. And as Sadia said before, listening to songs, things that you can easily remember. The brain tends to be able to memorize music, lyrics better than just information that you read in a textbook. So that's also very useful um, to look up songs, especially in science, like Sadia had mentioned before, to help your child uh, memorize the concept that they're struggling with. Again, help the child make the most of his time. Um, If your child carries a review sheet or a book along with them, sitting in the doctor's waiting room or waiting out in a traffic jam, these can be productive study times. This leaves more time um, for other activities um, that your child probably is more interested in, such as a basketball game or TV or video games or something of that nature. Also, make sure your child knows the basics. Find um, Find out the skills students at your child's grade level are expected to have Middle school students are generally expected to have learned basic multiplication and division facts, for example, and if your child can quickly recall them, it's less likely to hurt her, um, their scores on math tests. So an example of this is I actually took a summer course to skip a year in math, and it was it was useful at the end of the day, but I did get, I had to kind of rush through it um, that particular summer? I was very busy, so kind of not being that familiar with the basics of the math course that I took, and then having to move on made it just a slightly bit more difficult than uh, difficult a time than I'd have in most of my math classes. So you definitely want to make sure that you have your child knowing the basics, because eventually, if they don't, it's always it kind of feels like a game of catch up. Um, a lot of the time, as you learn more and more concepts and you don't have that foundation to really help you understand the concepts. So it's definitely, that's definitely, if I can suggest anything at all, that's one of the things that you really want to make sure that your child has because um, it will prevent a lot of the issues that they may have in the future when it comes to topics similar um, to the fa- founding basics of whatever your child is learning. Look for other sources of support. Find out the best way to reach your child's teachers and keep the contact information handy all, all year. Is there a college student in your neighborhood that could help with math or relative who could tutor them in a certain topic? Talk to your child about finding a study buddy or group, also as study is suggested, suggestive, and study groups can be effective because students can fill the gap in each other's knowledge and test their understanding of the material by explaining it to others. You also want to reflect on what works and what doesn't work. A lot of the times determining what study habits work or determining what study habits don't work helps you to eliminate um, a lot of time-wasting activities such as rote memorization or reading from the book that could be spent um, in more productive ways, either taking an online test or doing a worksheet or something like that. Another very important thing to do, um, especially for children that are just, starting to learn how to study, um, it can feel very overwhelming at first. I know it did for me, especially when I wasn't used to having to study. Um, I kind of didn't really know where to begin in, so I was very stressed, and I wasn't used to having to actually set aside, uh, set aside time to do it. So it felt a lot like an interruption of my schedule um, and a very big commitment. So another um, point that this article makes is that you want to help your child de-stress and feel more relaxed about studying. Good study skills can help reduce anxiety and so can relaxation exercises and regular physical activity um, as well. If your child seems unusually anxious about tests, talk to them about it. If the work seems too difficult for your child or the workload is too great, you might want to contact the school and have a um, parent-teacher excuse me, conference. Um, have a conversation with the teacher. Maybe the child doesn't need to be doing Um, let's say 100 problems to practice concepts, maybe you could work something out with a teacher to do 10. I know that a lot of times um, it can be counterproductive, especially when teachers give a lot of work um, the night before a test, uh, thinking that it will help us study, but in fact it just takes up most of the time that we would have to study to just do the the problems. So there's a good balance, um, and sometimes what I would do as you, especially as you get older, you really need to learn to manage your time, and you have to kind of sometimes make sacrifices on which assignments you want to do versus studying for a test. I know a lot of times um, as you get into high school, you really have to start making those decisions, especially based on how much it will affect your grade. Um, I know that in my school they waited tests. Um, and quizzes and homework very differently. So let's say I had a test that would affect 60% of my grade. I would definitely have to choose to study for the test over doing a five-point assignment. And that's something you want to get your children familiar with, especially as they move on to higher education, that you may not be able to, in fact, um, get everything done. And I think that's a lot of the times something that i definitely didn't expect um and that a lot of students didn't expect but it's definitely um very very much the truth um as you get into higher levels of education that you're not going to get everything done unfortunately um and still be healthy and get sleep and everything that sadia suggested so you do want to make those decisions and make sacrifices on certain things such as a five-point assignment versus um a test that will constitute as 60% of your grade. So those are basically our tips um, for both parents and students. If you have any more questions or you want any more information, you can always email us at newheightseducation.org, um, um, email us at, new at yahoo.com sorry, and visit us at newheightseducationalgroup.org. Um, and contact us on our phone number. Uh, thank you, Fadia, um, for being on the show. It was such a pleasure to have you, and I look forward to having you on future shows. Well. I hope that you had fun.
1: Oh, yes, sorry. Um, I had a lot of fun, and thank you so much for having me. It was definitely a new experience, and um, I had a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. So we'll see you again. Um, just going to announce what's going to be on the next show. The next show, um, I'll be on Arlen Syndrome with special guest Elaine Guttowicz. Um and Pamela is also going to be here for that show shortly and thank you again for um, mm-hmm. all your research and all the very helpful tips that you had for us today and I hope to see you again soon.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.